Hi, my name is Kim, and I would like to welcome you to episode four of the Cozy Cape Cottage podcast. I am recording today on Friday, October 7th, 2016. I have about an hour to do this before I need to leave to go to my brother-in-law's art show, actually, so I am hopeful that I can go ahead and get this done. Um, I would like to welcome any new listeners I have and any returning listeners. Thank you for um, coming back and finding me again after I took a little bit of a break. I had intended to record probably about two weeks after my last episode. I had things all set up and ready to go. I had even drafted some show notes. And when I finally got a chance to do it, I just didn't feel like it. I wasn't in the mood, so I decided not to force it. Um, And since then, I actually decided to order a proper podcasting microphone. I'm feeling very fancy right now. I'm using a blue snowball microphone. Um, I had asked several podcasters uh, months ago what they tended to use because I wanted to try to do this with without spending any money. That's kind of usually my MO to see if I can get things started for cheap or for free. Um, And pretty much everyone recommended a blue snowball. I have the ice version, which is pretty basic. It's on the low end. Obviously, I'm, I'm not doing anything that's highly audio sensitive or anything like that. I'm not recording music or, or anything. Um, so I, I decided to order this microphone from eBay because, again, I wanted to try to do it cheaply. Um, I had been using my phone to record, which, I mean, it was fine. The, I, I didn't think the audio was great, but it wasn't terrible either. Uh, but what annoyed me about that is I almost never have any space on my phone. The thing is always full. And um, the other thing that was kind of annoying is I had to hold it in front of my face the whole time. You know, I couldn't I couldn't sit down and knit while I was recording, which I'm, I'm trying to right now. So we'll see how that goes. I might just, I might get distracted. But, you know, I, I have limited free time. So if I had to choose between knitting or just talking about my knitting, I tend to choose knitting or sewing or spinning or anything like that where, you know, I just I need my hands. So recording into the phone really wasn't working for me. So I decided I would try to get a used microphone and that actually, it worked fine. I did manage to pick up this microphone for less than it would have cost new, but I I had a little bit of a debacle, I guess, trying to order this on eBay. I am not an eBayer. I think the only things I've ever purchased from there were in the buy it now. I've never actually done an auction. So I I was watching one model for about a week and it was getting right down to the end and I was the second highest bidder and as the time was ticking down I searched for another model and thought, "Oh hey, if I order this one, it'll it'll save me a dollar or something like that." So that auction was going to end in about 2 minutes. So I put in my bid, I thought accurately. Um, as soon as it hits, as soon as I hit submit, I don't know what happened. Maybe I made a typo, maybe something was glitchy in the system, but 
I ended up paying around $8 more than I meant to, which was $7 more than that other one. If I just put in a bid, it, I would have gotten it, but whatever. I, I decided just to be annoyed about it and not try to fight it or take it back because I don't even know if that's possible. So whatever. I, I placed the order um, one day this week. I can't remember. And I wasn't expecting this to come in until next Tuesday, but it arrived today. And so I, I decided I would just go ahead and sit down and record. I actually ended up leaving work a little bit early today because I woke up with a sore neck and I don't know, I, I deal with neck and shoulder pain every once in a while. And so I was able to get an appointment with my chiropractor this afternoon. So I thought rather than sitting at work and suffering, I would go and try to do something about my neck before it got worse. So yeah, so I'm, I've got just a little bit of time before our plans tonight. So long-winded way of saying welcome to the show. Um, before I get into the knitting content, I just want to give a shout out to some iTunes reviewers. I actually have two reviews, which is very exciting. I want to thank um, three girls with, um, it's spelled with three R's, three girls, and Trinka11 for your very sweet iTunes reviews. It was really exciting and unexpected to see those pop up. So thank you very much for taking the time to give those reviews. Um, so I am working with show notes and they're going to be a little disjointed because like I said, I wrote them about two weeks ago and since then I've done more knitting. So I will try to, um, I'll try to keep up. So the last time I spoke to you, I was, um, just about finished with those flip top podster mittens. It's a pattern by Glenna C on Ravelry. Um, I will put links to all of this in the show notes, which you'll be able to find at my blog, which is CozyCapeCottage.blogspot.com. Uh, um, and again, if you want to catch up with me anywhere on social media, I'm Cozy Cape Cottage pretty much everywhere, I guess, um, on Instagram and on Ravelry. If you want to find me on Facebook, I'm Kim Frere, F-R-E-R. So, um, so yeah, I ended up finishing those mittens. This is a, well, no, this one's not the class sample. This is a pair that I was working on for my husband, um, in preparation for teaching a class at Wild Haven Fiber Company. It's a local yarn store here in Milwaukee. And I was, so I was working on a pair of those mittens for him. And then I finished those up. I played a pretty tight game of yarn chicken. I had just a tiny little ball of yarn left, which I was getting a little bit nervous. I was afraid I was going to run out of the Ella Ray classic wool I was using. It's just a basic 100% wool yarn. Um, I used a navy blue color. And I was just able to get uh, two man-sized mittens out of that one skein and um, after that I picked up a skein of Lamb's Pride um, 
brown sheep lamb's pride worsted that is the yarn we're going to be using at in the class um, so I picked up a skein of that from Wild Haven so that I could get a sample worked up and I decided to use um, a I don't know what uh, colorway I used it's kind of a um, kind of a wine color like maybe a Merlot or something like that but I so I wanted to do the pattern one more time because I didn't really love the cast on I used for my husband's I had tried doing um, oh, what do you call it I used a tubular cast on for his mittens and I just didn't think that it was as stretchy as the cast on that I typically use um, when I do ribbing projects, when I'm casting on at the ribbing, I like to use something called Jenny's Stretchy Slipknot Cast On. Um, I found it years ago um, on Curious Knitter's uh, blog, curiousknitter.blogspot.com. Um, I've had really good luck with that. I, I believe I've watched a couple of YouTube tutorials on how to keep it nice and neat and the key is pretty much just to get your slip knots right next to each other and it makes um, the cast on sort of follows the ridges of your ribbing so it's it's wavy when you look at it from the top but it doesn't flare like some stretchy bind offs can do so anyway I really like that uh, cast on so you know there were some things like that that just tweaks to the pattern that I've I've made since I've knit it several times I just wanted to do those all the way through at least once um, before the class which is next Saturday October 15th if there are any local listeners who might want to sign up for that class um, so so yeah, after I finished my husband's mittens, I did the class sample and I completed one of those mittens um, and I dropped that off at the shop so she can have it there to show people if they um, are thinking about signing up for the class. So um, I did that and I was just able to get one of the size large mittens from the pattern as written out of I think 47 grams of a hundred gram skein of this um, lamb's pride so so that was good too now you know I'm I'm confident that if you're knitting the whim either of the women's sizes listed in the pattern you should easily be able to get that out of one skein of the class yarn um, the other modification I made is I used a size 4 needle um, instead of the size 3 that's called for in the pattern. My tension is usually, it's pretty average, I'm not a very tight or loose knitter, but the fabric that I was working up on a size 4 with this Lamb's Pride was really dense, so I can imagine working it on size 3's would probably be pretty hard on your hands. So. I was glad that I used a four. That's what I've been typically using for mittens um, recently. I, I feel like on worsted weight yarn, it's, it's dense enough. So I finished that project on 
see, October 2nd, so just about a week ago now. Um, in between those two mitten projects, I did manage to pick up a sweater that I've been working on since February. This is the Ease Pullover by Alicia Plummer. And I am using Imperial Yarn in um, a dark gray color. I'm using their uh, Tracy 2 yarn, which I believe is a DK, and the pattern may call for worsted, I think. Um, yes, the pattern calls for worsted, and my yarn's a little bit lighter, so the pattern calls for needles in a US 10 and a US 6 for the ribbing. I did manage, I did stick with the US 6 for the ribbing, but I dropped down to a US 8 for the body. The 10 was way too loose on that lighter yarn. Um, so I can't remember if I've talked to you about this. Oh yeah, I think I have. I so I had put it down after knitting the first ball of yarn, which got me to um, just below where I split for the sleeves, and that was where I put it down last winter. And um, it's funny because I didn't remember this until I had knit an entire second skein, but when I put it down, I had intended to just start right away on the sleeves. I was going to knit them two at a time and then kind of put those on holders, knit the body, and then see how much yarn I had left, see how everything was fitting and all that. I totally forgot. I knit the entire body of this sweater um, and then I remembered that I had wanted to knit the sleeves before knitting the body so that I didn't have to turn an entire adult size sweater over and over and over while I was knitting sleeves. I think that is something that Jasmine from the Knit More Girls has said she tries to do too, um, but I totally forgot. So. So anyway, the body of the sweater is done. Um, I cast that off, so that is cast off in ribbing, and I used the tip that I picked up in the Ann Bud class I took over the summer, and I did a sewn bind off, and it made just a perfectly stretchy um, hem to the sweater. It doesn't flare at all, and it looks very nice and neat. I did try on the sweater and the fit is pretty good. It's not quite, it doesn't have as much positive ease as I was hoping it would. Um, I wanted it to fit a little bit more like a baggy sweatshirt. It's not form fitting, but in hindsight, I do wish I had tried it on sooner so that I could have maybe, maybe not done as much waist shaping as was called for in the pattern just to give it that more relaxed look, but I think it'll still be a perfectly wearable sweater. So I, I did, um, I left the small ball of yarn that I had from the second skein after finishing the body. I set that aside and I took my last skein, my third skein, and I wound it off into two um, fairly equal sized balls, about 50 grams a piece, and I am using those right now to work on the sleeves. 
so I am knitting them two at a time on Magic Loop, which, yes, is a little bit annoying since there is an entire body of a sweater attached to those sleeves. Um, I started each sleeve individually, so I knit one down to the first decrease, and then I put it on hold and knit the second sleeve down to its first decrease, and then I put them together on one long circular so I can do them magic loop at the same time. And honestly, that's been a little annoying. Um, first, I think I was using a cable that was too short, and then I switched to a super long cable, like 60 inches, and maybe I mean centimeters, I'm not sure. A very long cable. Um, and that I think has maybe been a little bit too long. So I put I put the sweater down again so that I would have time to knit that class sample. So I'm kind of deciding whether or not when I pick it back up, if I want to continue doing them two at a time, just since I'm already set up that way, or if I want to kind of pull them apart onto two separate needles and maybe I'll just work them concurrently where I'll, I'll work one sleeve down to its next decrease, do the decrease row, and then go back to the second sleeve and knit it to the same point. Um, or if I just want to stop this two at a time thing and just knit a whole sleeve and call it a day. I don't know. It, it'll depend on my mood when I pick it back up. Um, the There's one other project that jumped the line from my, my poor sweater. Uh, my daughter put on her hat from last year uh, a couple weeks ago. We did um, a river cruise on the Milwaukee River, which was really fun. Um, my sister set it up through her work. She, she and I actually both work on, at firms along the Milwaukee River, and her firm has a pontoon boat, and one of their employee perks is that they they can set up a time with a captain and take it out and take guests. So uh, she did that a couple of Mondays ago for us, and it was a gorgeous night. It was one of the first kind of cool fall nights here in Wisconsin, and it was very, very beautiful, but I was scrambling a little bit on the way out the door trying to get everyone's warm weather clothing together because we haven't needed it yet. So I brought her hat out from last year, which was a little owl face hat with ear flaps and um, it was really cute but when she put it on it was a bit tight across her forehead so I thought to myself that I should really get a new hat ready for her because um, it's gonna be winter before before we know it and before I am ready so I just looked up a couple of patterns on Ravelry and I chose about four kind of simple hats that I thought she might like and let her choose which one she wanted. So she chose the Love the Winter hat by Emily Dormier, D-O-R-M-I-E-R. I apologize if I've totally mispronounced that. It is a, a two-color hat, so I've not done a lot of two-color stranded knitting stranded knitting at all. Um, so this will be a little bit of a 
a learning exercise for me, but you know, that's great. I actually I enjoy learning new skills with each kind of project I take on. So um, like I said, it's two colors. It's got a simple ribbed brim and then it has um, kind of interlocking hearts that go around the head. I actually remember doing doodles like that in, in high school where you know you would draw one heart right side up and it would flow right into the next heart upside down and you would go like that. So so it's actually kind of kind of cool that she'll have a hat like that. And then um, the pattern picture doesn't have a pom-pom on it, but if I have some leftover yarn, I'll, I'll probably add a pom-pom to it for her. Um, the yarn I am using on that hat, which is the one I'm actually trying to knit as I am podcasting, which is not going very well because now instead of holding a phone, I'm talking with my hands, which is ridiculous because you can't see me. But anyway, I am using Simply Worsted Yarn by Haiku. It is a blend of merino superwash, acrylic, and nylon. Um, it is color 022. It's a light pink color, and I actually had this left over from knitting another, um, a little sweater from for, for one of my nieces two winters ago now. Um, actually, let me look and see what sweater that was. Maybe I didn't put it in my Ravelry. Shoot. Oh well. Um, I knit a very cute sweater for my niece. I used this yarn and I had a little bit left over. So I'm using the pink color for the the brim and um, the bottom heart. And then I will switch to a kind of creamy white worsted yarn. It's kind of mystery yarn in my stash. Um, I'm hoping it'll work out because that the white yarn looks to be a single ply and this um, Simply Worsted Yarn by Haiku is, is a plied yarn. So they have a bit of a different hand. So I guess I will evaluate once I get to that color work section if those are a good match or if I need to switch to a different contrast color. So I will cross that bridge when I get there. Um, I have finished the ribbing on the hat and I am in the plain stockinette section right before the color work. So this is maybe not a good podcasting project because I will have to count rows pretty soon to see when I need to start the color work. And I am certainly not going to attempt to do that while I podcast. Um, the last knitting project I am working on is the, ooh, another one I can't pronounce, Stree, Stry, they are toe-up socks, and they are from the Sock Architecture book by Laura Neal. Um, I remember listening to Gigi, also of the Knit More Girls, a couple of years ago. She was knitting through the little box of socks, and she was knitting through the Hunter Hammerson books, the Knitter's Curiosity Cabinet, and I remember thinking to myself years ago, like, that's pretty cool. I would like to knit my way through a book someday. And as I was saying that, I don't think I owned a single knitting book, so that would have been sort of difficult for me to do at that time. But since then, I have purchased several knitting books and 
One of them, obviously, was sock architecture. Actually, it was a Christmas gift, I think, two years ago. And I've knit several pairs of socks from that book. So I think after my second or third pair, I decided that I was going to knit my way through sock architecture. So I have knit the, I think, just some vanilla socks that I took, I took calculations from um, the sock architecture book, but it wasn't one of her actual patterns. Um, but since then I have knit the bootstrap socks and I did those top down. I think they're only written top down. So, so for that one, I, I followed the pattern exactly. And I honestly, I didn't get a great fit from those, but I think I was testing um, a smaller uh, stitch count than I normally use and um, so I used 60 stitches and I think I have been typically doing 64 stitches um, 32 on each needle I like to do my socks two at a time I guess I'm obsessed with two at a time, but I just like being done with the pair of things when I'm done knitting them. So two at a time is a good system for me. Um, and I usually have 32 stitches on each needle and sometimes that's just a little bit loose. So that would be a total of 64 stitches. So for this one, I went down to 60 stitches and it, it wasn't a great fit for me. I don't know if it was the yarn. I used Patton's Croy. Maybe it's not as stretchy as some of the other yarns I've been using. Those have been mostly Opal and Regia or Regia, however you're supposed to say it. Um, and I actually went to put them on the other day and they, these socks totally don't fit me. So I don't know if I gave up after I decided this, the circumference was too small and I just knit a short foot thinking I was going to give them to somebody. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, they don't fit me. Uh, but anyway, the... Another pair of socks I've knit from her book are the Adjoin socks, which um, they have a little cable panel going up the front. They're really cute. I knit those out of a sport weight, and um, those are great socks. I actually wore them this week or last week, recently. I wore them recently, and they were super comfortable. So, so that's a good pair. And then, like I said, the ones I'm working on now are the dry socks. These are actually also a sport weight sock. Um, it is hmm, not entered in my Ravelry. I believe it's a KPH luxury um, sock. It is a merino cashmere nylon blend so they are very very nice to work with and I imagine they're going to be really nice to wear. Um, this pattern is toe up. That's my preferred method so I chose the toe up option. Um, it has basically kind of a broken rib pattern on the top of the foot and then up the leg and then it is worked with a slip stitch heel. I believe it is the round heel if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I have just finished turning the heels so this can be my to go knitting again now that I don't have to think about them really at all until I decide that it's time to finish. 
Uh, one side note I will say is that because I'm working this on sport weight yarn, my stitch count is lower than any of the ones she wrote the pattern for. And there is a very helpful chart um, with you know all of these calculations that you can insert into the pattern if you are working on a different stitch count. And did I did I make the effort to do that math? No, of course not. I just decided that since I was knitting, um, I think four stitches fewer than the smallest stitch count, that I could somehow just subtract two or four from any given pattern number and it would work out perfectly fine. And I turned a crooked heel, <laughs> I think two and a half times. It wasn't centered on the foot, which would probably be an issue when I go to wear them. Um, so I think after that second and a half attempt of starting to get really frustrated and ripping out this very nice yarn, which was not holding up to being ripped out all that well, um, I finally sat down, took 10 minutes, and did the couple of algebra calculations that she lays out for you, which are super easy. And armed with those calculations, I turned the first heel with zero mistakes. I turned the second heel with no issues at all, and I was on my way. So I'm working up the leg on those socks. Um, yeah, whenever I get a chance. I, I was actually knitting in a meeting, a lunch meeting at work this week, so I think I got some funny looks, but nobody said anything to me. So, so yeah, um, lesson learned. When somebody whose Ravelry ID is Math for Knitters gives you some math to do, just do the math. Make life easier for yourself. Um, so that is actually a lot of knitting, but it has been a month since I spoke to you last. So. I guess that makes some sense. Um, in spinning, I started spinning a new project. I think last time I talked to you, I had just plied um, some brown yarn and I'm totally blanking on what the fiber content was or anything like that. But I, I got that off of the bobbin while I was getting ready to spin this new project. Oh, it was Corydale. Corydale yarn from um, the Woolery. So I did take that off of the bobbin and according to my calculations, I have 118 yards of something. So since it is about 100 grams of yarn, that's probably a worsted, probably. Uh, and I, I would say that I haven't washed it yet, so I don't know how it'll knit up. And the reason I haven't washed it is because as I was taking it off of the bobbin, the, the first half of the yarn, I think I plied it way too tight. The second half felt really good in my hands as I was winding it off, but that the first half felt a little wiry. So I'm contemplating how how to run it back through the wheel and only take out the twist of part of the yarn. I've heard of people doing this. I just, I've never done it. So, so the yarn is kind of sitting on my desk, looking at me and waiting for me to make a decision. 
either I'm going to wash it as is or I'm going to um, somehow try to take the ply out of half of the yarn. We'll see. So um, since then I started a new project. I am working on my first sort of my first colored yarn. So this is going to have all that nice variegation and barber pulling that that makes it look like hand spun you know so that that's pretty exciting for me um and when I say colorful it's not terribly colorful it's basically shades of green with a little bit of blue and a little bit of purple um this is a mono still Uruguay fiber it is extra fine merino top in the colorway botanica and I purchased this at the Wool and Cotton Company. It's um, another local yarn shop in Milwaukee. It's, it's actually in Greendale, but it's really close to the city. And I believe I purchased that at their anniversary sale, not this summer, but last summer. So it's been sitting a while, but you know, a lot of my stuff has been sitting for a while. So, so basically what I did is I took I took the braid of fiber, I unbraided it, and I just pulled, I divided it into three equal chunks. I, I just ripped off the first third, the second third, and they're, they're roughly equal. Um, because this yarn doesn't really have a very um, distinct difference in the colors, you know, there's different colors in it, but they're not really in any kind of pattern they're kind of muddled together a little bit um, I decided that I'm not going to worry about doing any kind of color management or you know striping or gradiating or, or anything like that I'm just gonna let the fiber do what it wants to do um, so I have been spinning that I've been trying to see how fine I can spin like I said that last yarn I did is probably about a worsted so I would like to see if I could get something in a DK or a sport weight um, and we'll, we'll see if I can get that out of a three ply and you know if not it'll, it'll just be more practice but I I'm actually almost finished with the third bobbin when I when I first wrote these show notes I had just barely started and I think um, you know I, when I was kind of not feeling like recording Spinning was one of the things I did feel like doing because, you know, I just spun. It was sort of meditative, which was really nice. Um, I know knitting can be that way sometimes, and I, I definitely do it to relax. But this spinning was, um, now that I'm getting a little bit better at it, I, I'm not fighting with the wheel or the fiber or anything like that. So... Once I get going, just running the fiber through my hands and, you know, working the treadles and watching the wheel spin, it, it's actually, it's very soothing. So um, I definitely recommend spinning if, if anyone is kind of dealing with a lot of stress or anxiety. Um, I find it really helpful. So, so that is where I am on spinning. Um, honestly, I think if I just sit down for another half an hour or so, I would be able to finish that third bobbin and maybe get this plied but I have a lot of other things on my plate so I'm not really putting a timeline on that I know um, there is currently I guess a, another spinning event 
going on right now. Um, it's called Spinzilla. I've I've heard of it, but I've never really looked into it. Um, these kind of spinning or knitting events aren't they're not really something that I get into too much. I don't even really get into knit alongs all that much because I I'm rarely <laughs> I rarely have the time or availability or you know the willingness to clear my schedule out for the time commitment that doing something like that would be. Um, so anyway, I, I just do it for fun and to relax. And I think if I put pressure of deadlines, which I mean, honestly, they're all they're kind of arbitrary. It's just for fun. Um, but I, I feel like something like that would stress me out, which was not really my point. So um, that's it for spinning. Uh, now on to sewing. I have had nothing but trouble <laughs> with my sewing recently. Um, I did a blog post on this a couple of weeks ago. And um, I, I tried finishing up the bra that I had started a couple of weeks ago. It was a Sweet 16 pattern by Beverly Johnson. And it was terrible. It doesn't fit me at all. Um, I tried making some size modifications. That did not work. I'm, I'm just starting to think maybe this, this style of bra is just not a good fit for me. I mean, it's like that when you try on ready-made things. Just some styles fit you better than others. And this one does not fit me. And I've had enough headaches with that for now. So um, I am momentarily abandoning the bra sewing endeavor. Um, I've, I've heard of another pattern that works out well for a lot of people uh, by Orange Lingerie called the Marlboro Bra. Um, so I might try that at some point in the future, but I haven't purchased the pattern yet. And I, I would also need to get some underwear to add to my current supplies. So um, yeah, that's kind of on hold. So after you know the the bra sewing left kind of a bad taste in my mouth i decided that i would whip up the lola dress by victory patterns i believe it's lola and um it's this is a, a sweatshirt dress and i've had it for more than two years kind of sitting and waiting for me but um but i was you know I just wasn't in a place in my life where that was going to fit me. <laughs> so I I decided that I would go ahead and whip that up. You know, it should be pretty basic. Um, it was It's a sweatshirt dress, so I thought it would be super comfortable. And I had all the materials and supplies sitting right there. So it, it actually came together really quickly. The pattern is very well written. Um, you know, I did not have any errors in cutting or assembly or anything like that. My big error was fit. It does not fit. It is too tight. So I believe I made the bra and the dress both to theoretically fit the same size person. The bra was way too big and the dress is way too small. So <laughs> I'm not feeling very confident in my sewing right now. Um, I even took that Lola dress and I let out the seams, which did help a little bit. Um, the downside, the upside and downside of this pattern is that it does not have the traditional 5 eighths 
seam allowance that you might see in a lot of home sewing um, projects. I believe it was half inch seams or maybe even three eighths. So the seams are less bulky, which is great when you're wearing it. It is not great when you're trying to let out a pattern um, because there is not a lot of seam to let out. So I, I sewed them as small as I possibly could and the dress fits okay. Not great. Um, and I must not have been I don't know, stretching the fabric enough as I was sewing on the ribbed hems because I actually went to put the dress on one day and I popped the seam on the hemline where the sweatshirt fabric meets the ribbing and so there's a gaping hole there and I just <laughs> I threw it in a heap and I haven't looked at it since. Um, yeah, so sewing was not going that great. So since sewing is not going that great, what did I do? I started a new project. Halloween is coming up and I love making Halloween costumes. My mom made all of our Halloween costumes while I was growing up and it was awesome. You know, I didn't have the exact same costume as anybody else and she did a great job. I know she got really frustrated a lot of the time and of course it's deadline project sewing so there is some stress to be expected with that. And I remember her getting stressed out but I really appreciated it. I, I think I even appreciated it at the time, which is kind of incredible. But I always thought that when I grew up, I was going to make my kids Halloween costumes. So this year, my daughter has been asking to be Tinkerbell. She's been very consistent and persistent with this request. So I said, okay, you, if you want to be Tinkerbell, you need to come with me to the fabric store and we'll we'll pick out your pattern we'll pick out your fabric and and then we'll come home and we'll make your dress and so she was a little bit fussy in the beginning she didn't really want to go to the fabric store but she she pulled herself together and we went and she was a perfect perfect angel she she helped me pick out all of the colors that she wanted all the fabric we stood in line and got it cut and you know it was great and I have started that project. I measured her according to the pattern envelope and I started cutting out that size. Um, I got as far as putting together the bodice of, of the dress. I didn't insert the zipper in the back but I got all the front pieces together. And this is a, a Simplicity pattern by the way. It's Simplicity 1792. And, um, you know, I, cut, I couldn't sleep one morning, so I got up at some ridiculous hour, like 3 or 4 in the morning, and I started cutting out this pattern, and it was all going really well. I was a little bit irritated that the envelope had, it called for way more of the satin fabric than I needed to cut out um, the bodice, and then there's these petals that go along the skirt and the neckline. I have probably a full yard left of each of these um, these two colors of satin fabric which is annoying on the one hand because it was the most expensive fabric in the pattern I think it was maybe seven to ten dollars a yard on sale so double that um, and that's how much I feel like I overspent on this project but 
But anyway, I it may end up being okay that I have so, so much extra because the top is just a little bit snug. Um, I think I think it would fit her just fine, but it will not fit her for very long. And it's it's been nice the past couple of years to be able to squeeze some more wear out of her her old Halloween costume. And then the other factor is that we live in Wisconsin and it can snow on Halloween, to be honest. It can be super warm and it can be super cold. So here we always have to plan our costumes with enough room underneath for a parka or at the very least a sweatshirt. So I think the size four that I cut out originally is just a little bit too small. So I'm going to go back and recut some of the bodice pieces in a size five and see how that fits her. Um, I may actually end up grading it out from the shoulders, cut the shoulders at a four and the waistline at a five um, and see if that is a good fit for her. Um, like I said, it would just be nice to be able to wear it a little bit longer. You know, next year she could still like Tinkerbell. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, yeah, so that is two unsuccessful projects and one that is headed in the wrong direction. So, um, yeah, sewing has not, not been um, my favorite thing the past month. But hopefully this costume will come together without too much more issue and I can kind of redeem myself in the sewing arena. So that is pretty much it for all of the crafting that I have done personally. Um, I have one more sort of crafty endeavor that I have done in the past month. Um, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I am slated to be teaching this mitten class at Wild Haven next Saturday. So last Saturday, I taught a crochet 101 class, and this was the first crochet class I've actually ever taught. I've taught some knitting classes before, but I had not actually taught crochet. And I ended up with a really um, good group, a big group of women. I, I think I was only expecting about four. And the class was eight people, which was great. Uh, like I said, it was just a little bit more than I expected, but it was a really fun group. And a lot of the women knew each other ahead of time so you know they had a really good relationship and they were joking around with one another and just having a great time but it just made it a little bit interesting as the teacher you know because these these women were ready to go you know they just wanted to pick up their hooks and get moving which is totally fine you know I, I rolled with that but I had I had planned to kind of start just talking a little bit about what I plan to teach and what stitches were good for what. Um, but yeah, they wanted to dive right in, so that's what we did. And two of the women in my class had actually taken the knitting 101 class that morning. So they were in classes for five hours that day on Saturday learning brand new skills. And how their brains were not completely fried by the time they got to me, I do not know. But they did a great job. Um, you know, I think pretty much everyone had gotten the hang of, at the very least, um, getting started and single crocheting, and a couple of people moved on to 
um, circular knitting or half double and double crochet. So I think um, overall it went really, really well. And there's not much that I think I would tweak for next time. So I think perhaps in the, the winter, maybe in the new year, we'll set up um, another knitting or knitting another crochet 101 class and there was a request for a crochet 102 so I don't know if that would just be another basics class or if maybe we would um, kind of frame it around a project or if it would be kind of an individual help thing but I guess we can play that a little bit by ear so yeah so that um, is teaching um, I was going to go into a little bit of the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool show that I attended um, at the end of September, but I am coming up on my one hour limit for, for this podcast, so I think I will skip that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about acquisitions as I knit them. Suffice it to say, I went there planning to buy zero yarn and I bought lots of yarn. <laughs> I bought lots of fiber. I needed nothing, but I bought some things. Um, you know, some things were just on such a super great sale. There were, I think, two shops that we came across that, you know, the owners were retiring, so everything was on closeout sale and I could not resist. And um, my very first purchase of the day was actually one of those big, huge, you know, 400-yard, bulky, puffy skeins of alpaca yarn that I ended up wearing around my neck like a cowl because it was way colder that day than I expected it to be. Um, it, I knew it was going to rain a little bit, so I was prepared that way. I had my rain boots on, but I didn't bring a jacket. I did not expect it to be cool at all. I was very happy that I had at least worn long sleeves, but the morning of that festival was so cold that I had to literally wear my yarn purchases um, to keep warm. But I got a lot of compliments <laughs> on it, so I guess it went with my outfit. Um, that being said, I, I think I'm just going to wrap this up for now. Um, Thank you so much for joining me if you made it through this kind of long rambly podcast. Um, I am hopeful that there will not be audio issues, but I can't, I cannot promise anything. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I said, this is a, a new mic for me. And I also decided to download some new software. So I'm recording this on Audacity. I, I've heard of other people using it, so hopefully it's easy to edit. Not that I know what I'm doing very much when I'm editing anyway, but I, I hope the sound quality is good. Please do let me know if it is not, um, if I'm cutting out or too quiet or too loud or anything like that. Please let me know how it's playing back for you. You can get in touch with me via email. I'm at CozyCapeCottage at gmail.com. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm Cozy Cape Cottage on Instagram and Ravelry. It's also where you'll find the show notes on my blog, CozyCapeCottage.blogspot.com. And if you want to friend me on Facebook, I am K-I-M-F-R-E-R. I'm pretty easy to find. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me. And I hope that it won't be such a long break between this episode and episode five. So 
Have a great day. Thanks. Bye.